Welcome to the 831 Living Your Best Life podcast. And all this week, we are going to be talking about who were the leaders that made a difference in my life and why they mattered. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to the 831 Living Your Best Life podcast. And I hope you'll be inspired and empowered and turn to your favorite podcast provider and download this podcast. Subscribe, click on like, let us know how we can help you, and please rate and review us. If you need to, you can go to junglejimhunter.com and you can also find the podcast there. Mrs. Gill is number 31 in my 831 that made a difference in my life that this podcast is all about. People that made a difference in my life and allowed me to do what I wanted to do. My mother worked five days a week and on the weekends wanted to be with dad, so rarely did my parents ever see me ski race because she was at the farm with him helping him milk the cows. Mom had asked Mrs. Gill to drive me to the mountains, and Mrs. Gill had two young men in university, Don, an engineer, and David, a doctor. They were both studying, so they were, well, kind of pinned in the back seat with their headlights on their head, watching and reading the textbooks that they had to study while she drove to and from the mountains. Mrs. Gill had me in the front seat and said, I hope you've got your journal with you because you're in the Jim Hunter Alpine Racing School of Excellence. And I sat in the front seat. She was the schoolmaster. And although she was small, she was powerful and made sure that I knew what I was doing. I think I worked as hard as those two older guys did in the back seat. Don and Dave studied but listened to my questions and each week researched and had the answers. It taught me to do research and I learned the Canadian ski history and Mrs. Gill planted the seed that became part of my obsessive compulsive drive. The boys made me aware that no Canadian male skier had ever podiumed in the Olympics and World Championships, and Mrs. Gill knew that my plan was to improve one race at a time, so I had to calculate how long it was going to take me before I would be on the podium and possibly represent Canada in the first male that would do so. Ernie McCullough was my hero, and he had been a Canadian Dynamo, and I watched him in Mount Hood, and in 1949, he defeated the French team that included gold medalist Henri Aurelier. In 1950, he achieved what is known as the Grand Slam, winning the U.S. National Championship Giant Slalom, the North American Championships, and the Harriman Cup. He was voted skier of the half century. After the 1952 Olympics, he defeated a second Olympic gold medalist, Stein Eriksson, and Austrian Otmar Schneider at a competition in Stowermont, and then repeated the victory at the Harriman Cup in Sun Valley, Idaho. I was going to be the first Canadian male to be on a podium in the Olympics or World Championships. Dad made sure we calculated every drive to and from the mountains, the mileage, the license, the registration, insurance costs, all the costs, and I had to pay Mrs. Gill from the money I earned working on the farm before I could get in her car. We did the same with the coaches until Dad found out that the Olympic rules considered that being a breach of professional ethics in the Olympic Games, so it was discontinued. However, Mrs. Gill talked with me and taught me so much in the front seat that I felt like I got a cheap education, not from her, but for what it cost me. We talked about the idea if I could get on the podium coming from Saskatchewan, recovering from a severe concussion, never having ski raced until I was 12 years of age, that any Canadian young man could do it after I did it. 
This became the goal we talked about before and after every race. I would race, ski under the streetlights at McKnight Boulevard, sometimes eight hours a day, five days a week, then race the next weekend and jump a few more racers. Mrs. Gill would discuss what I had learned during the week and how it would make a difference to my race results. I would journal, tell her what I learned and what I thought would work. She would talk about it. And because she was a volunteer, she watched every race and did more coaching in the front seat of her car than she did on the hill. She taught me how to eat right, sleep right, and stay in the cheapest places. How to maximize my time. How to run after skiing to get my dryland training in. And she would pick me up down the highway. David and Don taught me how to wax my skis the right way and prepare the edges and keep journal notes that mattered and not just writing fluff. I learned how to study, and we used what was recorded, then reviewing and reminded me what was important, then redirecting what really counted in my ski education. I carried a booklet and a pen in my pocket and wrote down everything on every run. I started to think the way these two geniuses in the back seat think in calculating and studying and focusing on what really mattered. Sometimes I think they did my homework for me more than I did my own. What's the application of this? How did Mrs. Gill make such a big difference? The questions Mrs. Gill gave me were priceless. She would constantly take a situation and then say, what are you going to do if this is the world championships or the Olympics? Always taking it to that level where I was headed rather than where I was. It made me think bigger. It made me think more possibilities. Mrs. Gill would drive, take care of her sons, take care of me, volunteer, and then have the energy to help me grow. Mrs. Gill was so kind looking out for me when my parents could not afford to. How can you grow every day? Who could you be helping? What mentors are you investing in giving them more than they can give you? Are you mentoring someone else? Are you helping someone else? Do you volunteer somewhere where you're helping kids and not just criticizing them? My quote for the day is this, your investment each time you meet someone should pay more dividends than the price of your kindness. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you've been listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast. I hope you are empowered today to go and make a difference. Please tell others about the podcast. Tell them to go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com and subscribe, download, and click on like, and please rate and review us. Thank you so much for listening. My 1% personal dare challenge today, listen to this podcast for seven minutes, and then I ask you to become a first responder and re perform a kind act, speak a kind word, and throw a bouquet of kindness to eight to 31 people you meet today. I hope you will have grown before we meet next time. Thanks for listening.